Hooligans, welcome back to our mini-campaign, The Harvest. Our heroes have narrowly escaped the special militia in a mad dash to the safety of the Inn of the Last Rest. But the horrific night continues as our faceless pursuers seek to tear down the barricades. And what of the village girl who had gone ahead of her family to seek help? Will the party find her before she becomes another victim of the Hollow? Find out next in Episode 4, Children in the Corn. Welcome back, everybody. This is Benji, and we're going to start right up where we left off last time. Uh, we have uh, right now at the front gate of the end of the last rest, there's banging from this uh, spectral militia outside, and Tasha McCormick is wailing, looking for her lost girl, her child, Bridget. Uh, and that's where we're going to take it up. So what do you folks want to do? Locke will immediately. Uh, survey the situation how many people are inside the inn with us in the courtyard there's probably about uh seven and there's probably about another 20 or so inside the inn itself from what you remember gotcha um Locke will go to tasha and place a hand gently on her shoulder and he will say mrs mccormick i will do everything i can to find your daughter, but please be strong. And he, he'll look to, um, to Finn, Carl and pocket and he'll gesture for them to, to come with him towards the gate. All right. I follow. I also follow myself and the cat will be following as well. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, there's a, uh, yeah, you picked up that, uh, stray cat at the end last time, I think. Uh, so, uh, you and the cat will follow as well. So as you're going towards the gate, there is a small ladder that goes up to a makeshift uh, platform on the inside of this gate they've created. And I mentioned before, this gate looks like it was made from old barn doors, furniture, what have you, but it seems pretty sturdy. And it goes probably about a good eight feet up to that platform. So once you all are up there on the platform, you're looking out and you see the fog, a natural fog. It still is rolling around, but it is not going over the gate itself. It's staying right there. And in the midst of the fog, you see a number of militia. They've paused now looking up at you from where they had a bannering ram before. And you do see there is the larger uh, soldier that was mentioned before. Now, unlike the other ones, he does have a face of some sort. It looks like this blackened skull. And he's getting off of his horse and he's going towards the front gate as well, looking up at you all. Can I do some sort of check to see if are they flying any banners? Do any of them have any insignias of any type? Yeah, why don't you uh, just do a straight intelligence check check on that one, Frank. Oh, nuts. 13. 13. You do know enough just from your training with the Haven Guard to recognize some uh, insignia from the uh, local regions and even some older ones, especially you studied about the old war, the Blight, centuries ago. You notice that some of the soldiers, as far as the uniforms they're wearing, uh, it appears to be... A number of them are from an ancient militia that would have been in the southern reaches. You're seeing kind of a mismatch in there because there's some of that militia there. There's some of, it looks like even old, perhaps Haven Guard from oh. ages ago out there as well. And there's some, sometimes you see a group of them that are probably more recent. That looks like they might have been uh, somebody out of Riverhold, perhaps, or something like that. But all in all, it seems the majority of them are from this militia, the, the Southern Reaches, from ages ago. Now, the large individual himself, as he's coming forward, now you can see him, this 
he's quite an imposing figure. He has a number of medals all tarnished. It looks like on his, uh, on the front of his chest of the jacket he's wearing. And it looks like he's a very decorated individual, uh, from, it looks like from the blight war itself. Gotcha. So these people that would have been part of the Haven guard, would they have been the storm Knights then? Is that back when this, you see some of them might've been storm Knights. There's like one or two, but then, I mean, there's probably a good score of them out here around 40, you're looking at the majority of these uh, are that militia, but you do see some old Storm Knights. But then you see more recent Haven Guard, probably, but still have been at least, from what you can tell, decades, if not a century ago. Nobody that you recognize, if that's what you're concerned about, however. Right. Okay. Locke will turn to his compatriots and he will say quietly to them, I have a plan. Do you all trust Do- me? Does it involve you dying? It very well may. If it makes you feel better, it probably involves all of us dying. Oh, yeah. no, no, hold in on. For hold a penny on. and for a pound, as I say. Hey, hang on. We are not getting paid to die. <sighs> no, but... Are we even getting paid? I would imagine that if we don't survive this night... Well, does it really matter? Fair. So, really. to the point. What, what your is conversation, you were- if I might ask, uh, just if I, I hate to butt in, but your conversation is interrupted as there's a call from this group out there, and it's the uh, it looks like the leader starts to speak up, and he's calling out to you from down below. You on the wall. I am General Felreeve, and I have come to reclaim what is ours at the bidding of my mistress. The hollow in this pathetic village belongs once more to the Sisters Three. Cooperate, and perhaps you will know the honor of joining our ranks. Deny the Sisters' rightful claim, and your suffering will know no limits. Who speaks for this rabble? Come forth that we may (laughs) parley. Right, we'll be with you in just a moment. Um, I'm going to turn to to uh lock lock um what that man down there he seems pretty serious about everything what is it that you have in mind well we have two options either we die right here and now or we die tomorrow night and possibly figure out a plan to i don't know not make that happen I'm still trying to figure that out trust me just trust me let's okay all right i um okay all right but we'll, we'll be right. We'll be right there. Locke will step forward and he will say, I speak for this town, me and my associates. We are going to come outside the walls to speak with you in parlay. Do you see the figure kind of turn, look at you and pause for a moment, then nod once as you exit those walls. You have my assurance that you will not be harmed unless you dare to strike us first. Agreed. And uh, Locke will prepare to exit with his associates. The uh, Biddle brothers who are still at the gate look at you all nervously. And the uh, younger one, or, well, the, they're both supposedly twins, but uh, one of them says, uh, it's, are, are you sure? It's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> Well, there's not very many of you in here. This seems the to be other the only one option we have. Right, there you go. Open the door. <laughs> Good um, luck. 
Locke will sheathe his weapons uh, and he'll go out there with uh, open hands spread out to his sides, sort of showing that he means no harm. You see this uh, General Felreeve hand his sword off to his second and start to step forward to meet you half to meet you at the halfway point. Can I do another perception check on uh, the general just to see what else he's got going on? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Not even kidding. Nat 20. You know his favorite drink. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what are you trying to, as far as just to kind of get a, a, some sort of like, you know, idea of what he's like? Uh, yeah. Taking more of his outfit? or So I'm taking more of his, um, his medals, anything mm-hmm. that I can tell about him specifically so that I can... Uh, I don't know, use to appeal to his find whatever nature he has and what I can use to appeal to it. Well, odd thing is Locke, as you're looking at him, it starts to remind you in a strange way of Blordenak, your mentor. Ah. He has a very calm assurance about him. He carries himself like he's very sure of himself. He carries himself. You would almost think like Blordenak does with honor. But it's an honor that's been, you just get this impression. It's something like there's something haunting him. He is, is he's looking at some of those medals. What you thought before was correct. You can tell these, some of these medals were for service within the Blight Wars themselves, which is nearly a millennia ago at this point, centuries ago. And that afterwards, he had, he survived that and had served in this area with what would have been associated with the Haven Guard at the time, not true Haven Guard, but worked with them, as well as a early version of Riverhold. He's quite decorated and has gone through a number of wars against the Blight and other things that have been encountered in the Southern Reaches. Gotcha. Okay. Locke will lift his necklace with his symbol for the Haven Guard out in front of him, and he will say, I'm speaking to you as a knight of the Haven Guard, and I am urging you on your honor and on mine, to listen to what I have to say. You see him pause for a moment, kind of stand up a bit straighter, and then a very odd thing happens. He bows to you. Well met, Haven God. We we'll both return. are plagued by the sins of our past, it seems. Locke will ponder for a moment, nod, and then return the bow. It says, it seems that you would be correct. You stand here saying that this land is owed to your masters. Yes, the Sisters Three, the Witches of the Hollow. And you say these townsfolk behind me, they have taken something from your mistresses. They have indeed, sir. They have desecrated sacred land, and some of them have slain the denizens of the Hollow without Honor, it is my charge given to me by the crone, the oldest of the sisters three, to enact vengeance. I am honor-bound to comply. Locke will nod, and he says, I understand. I understand the predicament that you are in. Unfortunately, I am also honor-bound to defend these citizens. I have no quarrel with you, nor do I hold any malice towards you or your soldiers. But you understand as good as I 
that that doesn't mean much now, does it? It does not. This is war. Rational thought does not enter into it, unfortunately. Well, we can attempt to make this as civilized and honorable as possible, can we not? Of course. Honor is, or shall I say, was my life. Then you and I are closer than it would seem. So it would seem. I offer you this. You and your best against me and my best. What say you? You wish to cross swords with me and my kind in a duel of honor? It is not something that I wish to do, but it is something that must happen. And what are the stakes, Knight of Avengard? If we win, you leave the townsfolk alone. And if you win, you may enact what justice you see fit. After all these decades and centuries, the duel of honor. I would agree, but there must be other terms. I can tell you are weakened. You have fought some of the sisters' minions earlier this evening. Have you not? While it is true that my powers have waned from use... I give you this boon, Haven God, for what our companies have shared in the past. Next evening, we will cross swords, Haven God. Prepare yourself and your companions as well. I will be back here, and then... There shall be sport. <laughs> Locke will outstretch a hand to seal the agreement. He comes forward, there's a creaking of his bones, and you can hear the jangling of the many, many metals. And he grips your hand, but up, not on your hand, but up, goes further up the forearm, like mm-hmm. it's an old fat, a custom, mm-hmm. grabs a hold of your forearm with his hand, and you can just feel cold frost almost come over your arm and start scaling up just a little bit before... He unclasps, and it starts to reside. You feel like you just literally touched death. Ugh. He'll, Locke will try to maintain his composure the best he can. Well, why don't you give me a constitution's check, and we'll find out. Ooh, hoo, hoo. That <laughs> I can do. Uh, 14. 14? All right, yeah, you're able to. It's a little bit, but you're able to, you know, keep a stiff upper lip. What about the rest of you? Um, now, you're watching all this occur and that you've all agreed to fight this duel on the even, uh, on tomorrow eve. Anything that any of you want to mention or are you just going to go along with what Locke says? Honestly, I'm going along with whatever Locke says. He hasn't led us astray this far. Carl's not super excited about all of this. Um, but, you know, what else can she do? He already owes me one life debt, so I guess I can go for another. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, I'm, I'd, I'd follow Locke or anybody in this group uh, anywhere. I would just like to have a, a heads up when it regards my mortality. Uh, that's just a personal preference. But no, I, I'm, I'm, behind, I'm behind Locke. I can, he can, I can, right. he can do this. So, uh, as... This uh, imposing figure starts to withdraw. 
he turns his back to you as a sign. You know, he's not worried that you're going to try to attack him. Not overly concerned about it. And as he gets his sword back from his second, thank you, Sergeant Lockerbie. Oh, he turns back again, just turns his head over and looks over his shoulder at the rest of you. You'll be fighting just me. I don't need any others. <laughs> and with that, they all turn around in unison, the entire regiment. Eerily start you know, marching back in perfect unison as the general gets up on his horse, salutes you all, and moves back. As this happens, the mist starts moving back with them. And as you eventually, they go back over Lockerbie Bridge to the north and to the hollow. Well, that's not terrifying. Does the fog stick around? No, it's withdrawing as well. Interesting. Right. So what do we all want to do before we die? Locke will uh, quietly go back inside the city walls. Um, There's some tense faces right there. You know that uh, the constables, uh, they were watching this whole thing from, you know, the cracks are up above and Lissandria was up on the wall herself. And she comes down and looks just pale as a sheet right now. She's like, I, I have no words. Thank you. <laughs> Locke will laugh sort of bitterly before catching himself and then look to her and say, I know 24 hours isn't much, but it is enough time to prepare you and yours. She nods. I will do my best. These are merchants and farmers for the most part, but at least you've bought us that. 24 hours more is, well, more than we could ask. Lock him mod and he'll he'll head back towards the inn in uh in deep thought. And what are the rest of you doing? I'm following. Yeah, I'm going back into the inn as well because I think Carl probably needs a drink, knowing that she may or may not die in the next 24 hours. I'm gonna go ahead and just stay outside, not too far outside near the door. Just uh, watch the fog carefully. All right. So as the rest of you are going inside, uh, Finn, you do notice that the fog is following. It's almost like it's an entity into itself, but it is following the last of these faceless soldiers as they go over the old wooden bridge to the north. And past that, it just seems to it lingers for a moment on the other side of the Fell Reeve River. Evidently, it was named after the general you just met. And after a while, even the fog itself is gone. Spooky! I'm going to go inside. <laughs> All right. Well, the um, inside, now you see uh, it's, it's some of the same people you had seen the uh, time before when you were here earlier. And it's, needless to say, it's uh, quite a bit subdued. Because now it seems like some of the constables have, uh, they've come inside and order drinks right away. The uh, Biddle brothers and even Lysandria is, uh, looks like she's ordering something more than wine right now, something stronger. Uh, but uh, you still all hear from a corner, there is a weeping of a mother 
who doesn't know what has happened to her child. That's awkward. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. I, uh, am I near lock? Am I with the group? Yeah, you're, okay. you're, you're able to, you're able to catch up with them pretty easily. So you're, I'm going to take pocket spear. Did you order a drink pocket? I mean, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a, take a drink. Get back. Y'all. I honestly believe that if, if we are, if we are to see our fate tomorrow night, the last, the, the least that we can do is find that little girl. I don't know where to start. I was hoping maybe one of us, Locke, can help us with that. But um, that's you. Uh, you do see coming walking over to you is uh, Mister McCormick, the uh, and he has his hat off. Looks like he's uh, well. He's coming over with purpose. He has to say, um, "Excuse me." I, I, I don't mean to trouble you and uh well you've you've done so much for us already, but um it's our daughter Bridget. If you could see your way to finding her, I would greatly appreciate it. My my Tasha's she's beside herself right now. She's She's just a girl. I mean, she's she's of age. She's of Marian age. She's, but she's not even seen uh, eighteen winters. If I may, do you have something of hers with you? We might uh, goes over. So one moment goes over to Tasha and their boy and speaks to her for a moment, and then comes back just a few moments later. If the cart that broke down is still outside uh, and those fiends did not take anything, her, her belongings would be out there. There is, well, there is an old doll that she used to love that's in there. It's uh, a wheat doll, if you're familiar with those, uh, she's had for years. Uh, it, it would be in a chest. Uh, if you'll forgive me, I... I, I can't leave my family, and to be very honest, I don't want to go out there right now. No, that's fine. That's fine. Mr. McCormick, um, did Bridget, what's her name? Bridget, okay. yes. Did, um, were there any, uh, maybe springs or creeks or places she would, she would go uh, that you may have known about? Places we can possibly start a search from or maybe even find her? Well, he thinks for a moment. Because she did know the area very well. Knowing her, she would have come straight forward right through the Wayland farm, uh, through the cornfield to get, uh, first of all, to see, well, the Grywoods. You, you just found the Grywoods there, right? There was only three bodies. Yes. 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 You, yes. Only, you only found three bodies. Says the god in the corner. No. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, God. You're, you're welcome. Uh, the I know it's been a while since we recorded. So um, he 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 nods. Said she would have crossed to the Wayland farm to get to the Grywoods, and then directly on, uh, it would have been easier on foot going that way than going on the main road. And the same way as the cart went, uh, I I would start with the Wayland farm. She may have heard some of these things, these creatures that attacked him. Perhaps she was too scared to come out. 
Fair. Um, pardon me. Uh, is there a um a, a photo of Bridget so that we know who? Oh, what we, is we a photo? Uh, I mean, is there a description you can give us? Uh, a, a certain descriptor, oh, so that um, we can identify Bridget. Yes, she's uh, she's about eighteen years. Um, hair color looks to, head to red hair takes after her mother's red hair and um comely lass I, I i would imagine i mean she's the apple of her father's eye I and mean, he starts to choke up a little bit the, uh she was wearing uh a russet colored skirt and a, a, a green bodice and a, a matching cloak of green when she left us I'm going to look at Locke and kind of, is that, will that, will be, is that good enough? Locke will, will look at Mr. McCormick and he'll say, sir, your daughter will be returned to you. I promise. God's blessing upon you all. Thank you. Th- thank you. I, and he looks over, I, I must return to Tasha and the boy. Um, Please just bring her back safely. Locke will hold will will stand up and he'll grasp Mr. McCormick's hands and he'll hold them uh in front of him and he'll he'll look at him with um as much compassion as he can uh in his eyes and he'll say <clears throat> Sir now is the time to be with your family and those that you love spend time with them have comfort in your heart that you are here hold that close he kind of nods but then stops from kind of looking at you like trying to peering to your eyes like he's trying to get something else and like of of course sir i i i would how lochanar how fared your they said that you went out to talk to this ghost army how did it go? Why have they gone away? He'll he'll be quiet for a second and just for just for a moment his eyes dart down to the floor, but then they quickly shoot back up to meet his and he will stand tall and he says, "I've issued a challenge to the general of the army. Me and my associates are to meet him in single combat tomorrow. If we win, they will leave the town alone." If we lose. He stops, raises a hand. Sir Knight, I am but a farmer, but I am from the southern reaches here. We knew what life we had when we lived, when we moved here. I have faith in you, boy. Do your best. Lock will yours. He goes, grips your hand again, and then says, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to take your advice and with my family those well my family that's here right now hopefully i'll be reunited with her my daughter Locke will nod and he'll sit back down at the table uh connor goes back over to uh his family and uh was talking animatedly to her and uh just trying to console and trying to keep the boy you know uh, he's, he's kind of like just 
you know, kind of like moving back and forth. It seems like he's just gone very quiet. He looks over now and then it's uh, you folk. And then if you see him, he'll dart his eyes back down, like scuffing the floor. Uh, once again, everyone seems to be on edge. And seeing that the constables have, uh, well, at least the, the, the twins have taken to drink pretty heavily. And even uh, Lysandria has... Um, seems to be very quiet it's starting to kind of spread people are on edge it's i mean they don't know what's going on and probably what's not knowing is eating at them more i'm going to unless there's something else you want to do i have a couple things i want to go and just mention to uh several of you but i'm going to say that unless there's anything else that you want to do for the evening if you want to stay here uh, then we can go to the next day. Or if you want to head out and go look for Bridget, we can do that as well. It's up to you folks at this point. Um, I'd like to just walk over to the, um, <clears throat> the gate and see if anybody's there that will let me go check on the cart. Um, uh, yeah, actually, uh, Hiram Peck, who's the clerk slash constable, he's there right now. And he nods at you, nods to you and, uh, Master Gnome, uh, you have business outside, are you sure? Only for a moment. I have to, uh, find something of the McCormick's very quickly. They were in a rush to get inside, and I am hopeful that I can help them with the missing, the missing daughter. He, he has, he wears spectacles, and he pushes up the bridge of his nose, and goes, uh, of course, um, I'll go with you. Thank it's you. best not to be alone right now. So you do go out there, both of you together, and the uh, the horses or the the I think it was the mule that had it has bolted. It was able to rip past the reins and and, and it just got away. Luckily, uh, the cart's still there where it had uh, fallen the, with the, the broken or cracked wheel, and you're able to make short work of uh, going through. And you do find this um, in a small, it's like a hope chest. Uh, you find this, uh, wheat, uh, this woven wheat doll that looks like it's, it's brittle, but very, very cared for. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, you said his name is Hiram? Hiram. Yes. Thank you so much, Hiram. Uh, of, of course. Uh, I'll see if the, I'll see if the Biddle brothers can come back here and, uh, track the card in. It seems to be, well, as safe as it's going to be this evening. Yes, it does. Doesn't it? So you're able to get back inside, closing that up, and uh, you do hear later on that uh, just a few minutes later, the uh, the Biddles are, go out and they fetch the cart and uh, able to drag it back in. Or at least uh, one of them is trying to be the, wheel, the, the second wheel on that cart and uh, hold it where the other one's dragging it and able to get it in eventually. <laughs> uh, for We're going to move over to Carl. Uh, Carl, what are you doing right now? Carl was just kind of minding her business, getting as strong as a drink that she could handle as possible, sitting near a window so that way she can see Pidge just in case Pidge needs to alert her of anything. Uh, but she's trying to mentally prepare for, you know, what's what's to come, basically. You're watching out the window for a while and you being as attuned you are to your surroundings, uh, even inside a building right now, you're able to... you feel presence at, uh, to your left. And, um, 
you turn and see Lissandra has walked up to you and she's just quietly looking in out the same window. So I, uh, you've agreed to what Lachanar has asked of you. I am here and Lachanar has put me in a position and, you know, I signed up for this. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I agree. She nods and she has, you know, about this time, you know, she has two goblets. She hands one to you. Thank you. It's the special reserve. Oh my gods. Thank you so much. And do you take a sip? Oh, I take a big gulp of it. And then you almost wish you hadn't. Oh no. Because you really wish you could have enjoyed it. (laughs) This is Faye wine. You don't hear about this much, except maybe from your elven parent. Mm. It's very rare, especially in human lands. And she sees your reaction and she just smiles and says, it's my special reserve. You know, she hands me the, the Faye wine. Oh, oh, elf wine? Elven wine? And she says, Faye wine specifically. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I said. Private reserve, Carl. Private reserve. Ooh, I could see why. Wow. You know what? That aftertaste is actually very, very good. It reminds me of better times. I thought I might as well as craving it for a special occasion, but, well, pending doom might be a special occasion for us all. <laughs> Truly, you don't see it every day now, do you? It's kind of a one-time thing I hear, and I she hope she so. laughs, and her laughter. She definitely takes after her her elven heritage. As her laughter sounds like music almost, and she just says, "I, my friend, I am sorry that you have come under these circumstances, all of you, but this village is in debt to you all. I am in debt to you all. Question: We will not go down without a fight. Do you do you reside? You reside in this village. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is your of course." After this is all said and done, you know, I, I don't really have much of a tie to my my, elf, my elven heritage. In fact, I try to keep it a secret where I can. Uh, you know, if this she is nods all, understandingly. If this all is said and done, if I could take some sort of maybe apprenticeship or something where I stay here and I learn under you, I I would greatly appreciate it. Given the circumstances, now I'm kind of taking things into account and I'm really missing this side of my heritage. She smiles a little bit, blushes just a bit. You can tell her color. She's color a bit. Just my dear Kalora, she says in Elven, I would be honored. And she says, but for now, I need to calm down these folk. They are my charges. And so she reaches out and grips your hand for a moment. And she says, we will talk later. If we survive this, when Besides, we I could use the company. This. When she says, "When she corrects herself, of course," and smiles uh, grimly, and says, "When we survive this, I could use the company as well." Speaking in this human tongue all this time, after a while, oh, I miss speaking the old speech. Until then, of course, when we survive, exactly. She smiles once again and moves off, leaving you with the uh, the rest of the goblet. All right, we're going to switch right over to Finn. 
Finn, someone is a, a you notice that someone is approaching you, and it is Velos, or ah. the merchant. Mm. <clears throat> so it would seem that you've had a bit of a conversation outside, and the tiefling sits down at your table next to you. Do tell. Mm. Wouldn't you like to know? <sighs> I'm sure you can figure this out. Are we out, keeping Velos. secrets from me? No, I, I, I just want to see you work for him for once. <laughs> you know, you have more promise than I originally thought. You'll go far on the River Jacks. Well, if, if you survive, if any of you survive, really. <laughs> That's a valid point you bring up. Perhaps, perhaps I do know a bit about it. I've heard rumors that we are getting a stay of execution for a whole day. It's, uh... More or less. I like to see it as a time to get our belongings in order. He frowns for a moment and goes, Finn, I'm actually surprised. You have planned on staying? Oh, I mean, I don't have much uh, much time to think about it thoroughly, so... Oh, well, if that's the case, then I must bid you farewell, my friend, because I have no intention of staying with these yokels. Well, I would have uh, been surprised had you did. But if you insist on this fool's errand, I will speak well of you, uh, hopefully not posthumously, of course, when I return to Riverhold. And if you do find your way back, I'll make sure that whatever they were paying you is dubbed, no, tripled for your efforts. Well, let's hope I live for you to uh, hold up your end of that bargain. Of course. I mean, I'm not like betting against, betting against the odds necessarily, but um, you lot do seem formidable. Besides, uh, my original plans here have seemed to soured with all these, uh, well, militia and fog and whatnot. Mm. I had such plans here, too. What a shame. Well, seeing as I have a t uh, <laughs> an expiration date, would you mind sharing those plans? It's not like I'm going to be able to have enough time to tell anybody. Ah, he stands up, nods, and holds a glass up to you and salutes. He goes, ah, I would. But then you wouldn't be working for it, now would you? Mm, asshole. I'm going to hold up my, my cup and cheers. He boss. just smiles at you, and you see those tiefling teeth just uh, sharpen, uh, sharp teeth just smile back, and you have no idea, mm -hmm. my friend. Good evening You're to scary. you. Oh, <laughs> once again, you have no idea, Finn. Okay, goodbye. And then walk. Yeah, <laughs> he, he walks off. Uh, and he actually exits the inn. Huh. So uh, as he's going out, you see Lysandra giving him a stink eye, and even the mayor is just looking at him nervously. We're going to go ahead and move over to Pocket. That's me. Yeah, so... You are, so what are you doing? Just sitting and getting a drink, uh, you know, getting another beer after yours was taken, perhaps? Yes. Okay. So, as uh, as uh, this is happening, and you're just sitting there, there's a little tug at your sleeve. And I you look over to, to the <laughs> wide eyes of the McCormick boy, Timothy. And he just says, Hello. 
Hello, Timothy. Um, did you, you made the bad men go away. The ghosts, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I helped do that. He nods solemnly. Just, mm, yes. Well, you're, you're Faye. Of course you would. <laughs> I'm, yes. Not I'm, all Faye are bad. Well, that's, yes. How did you know? I've seen Faye before. Hmm. Out in the woods? He kind of looks around nervously, looks back over to his parents. Sorry, goes, Sometimes. Bridget's taken me out to the woods before when we used to play when she was younger. I was younger, too. <laughs> it was when I was a kid. He's probably <laughs> 10 years old, Tops. <laughs> yes, I completely understand. Definitely when you were a kid. I'm much older now. Yes. 10, right? 10, yes. 10 and a half. No. Next month. Can't forget the half. Can't forget the half. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So you're going to find my sister, right? I'm going to do everything I can to find her. Okay. Just make sure to bring her back and not a changeling, okay? <laughs> I'll no do events. everything I can. No, no, none taken. All right. They're more like you in the woods. Are there? A lot more. Some of them are nice like you. And some of them are not, aren't they? No. My sister always told me to stay away from them. That's why she gave me this, and I'm going to give it to you. I hope it doesn't hurt you. And he takes out this small little bundle that's tied in. It looks like a a green uh, muslin ribbon. And he hands it over to you. And it's probably about, oh... It looks like I might have spice or something inside. It's probably, it's a fit in the palm of your hand. Okay. And what is this, Timmy, Timothy? <laughs> it's, um, it's, um, uh, it's, uh, freezing. No, that's not it. It's cold iron shavings. Oh. We got it from, we got it from Dimitri, but don't tell him. My sister went in and got some from one time when he was cleaning the forge. I won't say a word. It's supposed to. That's why I didn't want you to touch it, go inside and touch it, because it might hurt you. Since you're Faye. You are so thoughtful, Timothy. Thank you for this. Well, you're going to find my sister. It's the least I could do. Um, Yes. Just watch out for the bad Faye. I will. I will indeed. He nods again solemnly and kind of runs back over to his mom and hugs her leg. And she's just looking down. And she's, do you see her just kind of look over at you and just smile a little bit and bewilderedly, you know, it's kind of like, what, what just happened? Hmm. Okay. But she goes back and just holding on to her one remaining child right now. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to switch right over to Locke and R. So Locke, what are you doing? Locke is. <clears throat> kind of just hanging out at his table he's sort of deep in thought Locke feels like he put his compatriots in a bad position but then on the same side he didn't really see any other any other opportunity or any other choice so he he's conflicted so he's just kind of sitting there um over a mug of ale that he hasn't touched so you're doing that, just kind of contemplating what's happened. Yeah. And 
sitting, uh, the, the seat across from me is then taken up by Dimitri. Sits down and goes, ah, oh, this is good evening, yet bad evening. I can feel the cold is starting. The harvest is late and I feel it in my bones. Uh, you don't mind if I sit here? No? Yes? Da? By all means, Dimitri. Ah, it's good. You know, I don't feel quite spry, especially since I almost died today. But, uh, by the way, thank you so much for that help. I appreciate it greatly. Of course. it's um, My only regret is I, I couldn't save anyone else. Mm. Well, we all have regrets. We die with many regrets. You hope you die with less regrets. Yes. Well, I am from the Northern Lands. This is what we... Life is hard. But life is hard everywhere. Take this place. We have ghosts showing up. We have uh, pixies and pukas and whatever they call them going around. Uh, Rumors are coming true. So I have a way to solve all this, my friend. And what would that be? Pulls out from under the table a bottle of clear liquid. Vodka. (laughs) Vodka. Da, vodka. You have had vodka before? No, we um, we don't drink too much where I'm from. Oh, that's a shame. We fix. <laughs> he takes out two glasses, and all of a sudden, his dog uh, is coming up. Uh, Vulcan's like looking, like just like watching this happen, like he's seen this before almost, and it has this, almost a grin on its on its face. And he pours two shots of this. He goes, "Here, vodka for you, vodka for me." Let us drink away our troubles. Well, at least a little bit of them. <laughs> um, to your health. And, and my yours. health. <laughs> Thanks to you. <laughs> and he shoots it down real quick. Uh, Locke does the same. Whoa. It's like drinking fire. Ah. And uh, you're, you're a pretty big guy. I'm going to say you're able to take it, but it kind of takes the breath out of your lungs for a moment when you first try it, especially since you, you, know, you don't really drink that much. Right. And she says, ah, I know that face. First time, first time drinking vodka. <laughs> As you can tell, it is not my first time this evening. <laughs> yes, it's, um, it's, it's quite something. You know, it, uh, it reminds me of, well, my master, my, my teacher. Yes. You told me about, hey, yes, yes, yes. He, um, not so much recently, but a few years ago, he, uh, he had taken to brewing his own alcohol. He he kept it in a in a giant cask in his room. Must have been forty to fifty gallons. This enormous, enormous mm. wooden cask, and he said it was his his private reserve. Ah! And he puts his fingers to his nose. Those dwarves. Now they, my friend, they know how to drink. <laughs> Well, I, I'd say that Blordnack took it to a bit of an extreme. You see, he uh, he would strap this cask to his back. He called it Marjorie. 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 He said it was his. <laughs> he said it was the best wife he had ever had. Ah, he just starts cracking up and starts slapping at the table. I guess I like this uh, this this dwarf friend of yours, this mentor. I I can't wait to see him come back. <sighs> Yes, me, me as me as well. And he says he will probably be very proud of you right now, my friend. Uh, I'd like to think so, but I feel like I've gotten myself into a situation that's 
not easy to dig out of. Ah, well, you know what happens when you find yourself in a situation you can't dig yourself out of. Dig deeper. Find another hole. Dig deeper or find another hole. Now, he looks over and he kind of just uh, nods over to the McCormicks. They find themselves in a hole right now. If I were them, and from what I have heard, the constant chitter-chatter of the Biddles over there getting sloppy drunk, it would be nice if they had to spend time with their whole family. Da? I agree. But what am I saying? I'm drunk, my friend. <laughs> uh, Vol, come on. We need to go to the forge. Uh... I need to make sure we are ready in case um, your friend with the uh, with the friend with the skull on his neck comes back. Yeah, I think that's a a smart idea. In fact, I should probably get some rest so I can hit tomorrow at a hundred percent. A hundred percent and change. He grabs uh, the bottle and the glasses again. A good night to you, Lockenar. Good night to you. May the Forge God watch over you. Nods and heads out. Yeah. And then Locke will go up. He heads to bed to get some rest. After a while, you uh, all start kind of feeling it's it's been a long day, a long night, and sunrise is getting closer. So you want to go ahead and uh, get some sleep before tackling tomorrow's problems. The rest of the night goes uneventful. Uh, you all sleep very well and are oddly, especially those of you that have had one private reserve or another are not plagued with any dreams or nightmares, but you do all have one odd occurrence. Every one of you have the same thing in this dream, which you can remember the just snatches you can remember. There is a beautiful woman. She has long hair of, it looks like it is spun wheat or grass. And she reaches out to you. Somehow you're just able to see her eyes. You're always focused on her eyes. And you just sense, you don't hear her speak, but you sense the words. You, the uninvited, turn back or come to me. It is your choice. There always is a choice. But know this, the hollow has always been here, and we will always be here, waiting. And the next thing you know, it's sunrise. Sunrise.